0: As much as he touts that he
2: cares about it, he doesn't.
3: This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when, in fact, it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Thursday, the 15th day of September, the year of our Lord 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? Good to see you. Hope you got some sleep. Healthy and alive? Uh, I
2: did. Actually, I slept most of yesterday. Yeah, I ate something that didn't agree with me the night before and uh, uh, had uh, difficulty sleeping. Uh, but yeah, doing good now.
3: Very sorry to hear that you had a um, bad day. Apparently, you were not healthy and alive yesterday. Not totally, anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it, because of my... Uh, there's certain foods I just can't eat. And unfortunately, that was one of the foods I had. Uh, so, yeah, still healthy. Uh, when even, even in the moment, I was still
3: healthy. It's just uncomfortable understandable understandable and we're having some technical difficulties today these are problems that are outside of our control so we might have a few issues I'm not sure if it will bleed over to the uh, the end product that you hear as the listener but we are having some technical difficulties and it is stuff that is beyond our control so we're going to try and manage as best we can anyhow we were not here yesterday you got a you got a great rerun it was the one we did on the climate change lie. How they put the sensors in all the places like parking lots and geothermal hotbeds, <laughs> put them on uh, uh, airport on. tarmacs, yeah, 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 rooftops and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's what they're basing all this climate hysteria nonsense on—is that right there? At least a goodly percentage of it. But I was talking to um, I was talking to Ned and Marty today on the phone. But I spoke to both of them today, and it's it's all about climate change. And we kind of heard that from the uh, the CNN uh, the CNN guy that uh Project Veritas got under uh, uh got undercover footage of where he said when covid is over we're just it, everything is just climate change climate change climate change we're pushing nonstop climate change and they said well that's you with the network or or how's that going to work well no we we just get our points from the network and they just they just tell us that's what we're going to do so as soon as covid's over it's just going to be this it, it's going to be a rapid progression into just climate change and that's what it has been is exactly that everywhere it's climate change and so much so that... Do you know, Bruce, if you're in Switzerland, you could face up to three years in prison. Did we talk about that? You could face up to three years in prison if you put your uh, your temperature above 19 degrees Celsius. I think we did talk about that, but it's gotten even worse than that. Yeah,
2: I don't, I don't I, remember if we did I or not we, because we, we talked about it offline runs and online. Yeah, all this yeah. stuff runs together.
3: Yeah. But it, yeah. anyway, so the Swiss are saying you could face up to three years in prison if you put your uh, temperature above 19 degrees Celsius in your house, which is uh, 66 degrees Fahrenheit, which I don't know if you know this or not, but in the winter, that's pretty cold. That feels pretty cold in your house. And and, in fact, I remember they, uh, as in like the, the Department of Energy and all that stuff in the United States, they would always say for public buildings... If you're not in them, always set them to 68 degrees Fahrenheit before you leave them. 68 degrees. They want the temperature to be two degrees lower than that inside these places. 68 degrees Fahrenheit, by the way, that is room temperature. That's what we know as room temperature. But now it's gone. The the other, the other issue that with that is, uh, by having it a little bit higher
2: temperature, let's say you know 70 or 72 degrees in the in the winter months, it gives you kind of a buffer. So when it's really cold outside. You have that buffer zone so that there's no freezing of pipes you know that that that, that's an issue especially if you have like a a sink or a cabinet against an outside wall it's kind of an issue in the winter time you want to you know um, you may have to open your cabinet uh, as an example to keep that from freezing over well now if you're at 66 uh
3: that buffer is even smaller and those few degrees make a big difference But they've gone a step further with it now. See, it doesn't matter if you have that said or not, because you need to be a snitch society if this is going to work. You need to rat out your neighbor. Social media in Switzerland is going crazy because uh, somebody spotted posters around uh, public transport places, train stations, bus stations, things like that, where they say that on top of having a three-year prison sentence over your head, you have... You have posters like this, right? Uh, Obviously, Bruce, this is in German, but I can tell you what it says. It says, does your neighbor heat their apartment over 19 degrees? Please inform us. That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Please inform us. Uh, Yeah. Um, uh, First of all,
2: as as your neighbor, I I don't know how I would know what your thermostat is set at. Because I don't readily invite neighbors over into my home regularly. Uh, especially in the winter months
3: well uh, have has it know, been something that, outside, but yeah but has yeah. it been something you've mentioned in passing like you know we don't care what the government says we're gonna we're gonna turn the heat up in our house we don't care that's
2: fair and uh I that would be something that I would say to a neighbor and then I would also say come and take it you know come and change it I'd be uh, honest with
3: you That's the last population in the world, I think, outside of the Americans that I would want to be messing with. If I were a Swiss police officer, I certainly would not want to go around knocking on people's doors, threatening to drag them off to prison for three years if they don't turn the thermostat down. Because the Swiss people, much like the Americans, man, those people will cut you in half. (laughs) There is an automatic rifle in just about every home down there. I don't think I'd want to be the one on the front lines enforcing that. I would not want to do that. um, But... Uh, here in the U S depends on where you're knocking on the doors. Okay. That's true. If you're in New York or Chicago, well, Chicago, that's, mm-hmm. that's up in mm-hmm. the air because the purge starts there. I think the first week of January true. this year or next yeah. year Yeah, up there, you just get a summons and you get cut loose. If you commit second degree murder, I'm not joking by the way, uh, but yeah. that's actually, I tell you what, we'll talk about that next. That that's interesting. We'll talk about that next, but you see those posters that are circulating around around Switzerland down there, uh, they're fake. They're, they're fake. The government says that they don't know anything about it. They know nothing about it. They say that there are no such federal posters, nor do we call for people to be exposed. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I would have to see the
2: poster again, but uh, whose logo is on the poster there? That
3: would be the Swiss Department of Energy. Oh, now that's not government, right? Kind of is. When it says... Federal Department of Energy or excuse me, Federal Energy Department or something like that. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm trying to make it out because there's like four languages on it. But yeah. According to uh, one of the spokesmen for the energy department, they say that it is in fact fake. They gave a a testimony to a magazine called uh, 20 Minutes. Uh, They say that it's easy to conduct a Google reverse image of the alleged poster where it can be found on something called FreePick, which hosts over 25 million images, and it lists the template as a blank billboard mock-up, which it could be. Okay, fine. It could be. But they're circulating everywhere across social media, of people actually seeing them. Now, even though those uh, posters, even though they're fake, okay, so they might be fake. See if this actually makes sense then. Even though they're fake, they might as well be real, because listen to this. According to the economic minister, uh, Guy Par- uh, Parmelon says there may be spot checks to ensure compliance. Huh. I, th- I thought the posters were fake. Uh, don't rat on your neighbor. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that part right there, that might be fake. But you see, there might be spot checks to ensure compliance. You know, the little gun things, you know, the laser gun things that they use to check the, mm-hmm. the temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, a uh, Department of Energy uh, spokesman, uh, whatever, this, th- yeah, somebody else, told Blick magazine that if the infringement was reported and checked and could be proven, they may take action against the violators. Uh The Swiss police director then said, "This: if a complaint is filed in this direction, the police must act. So, is the poster fake or is the poster real? Yeah, it sounds like it's pretty real to me. Um, I'm, I'm curious. It's gaslighting. It's literally, if it's, if it's indeed real, it's gaslighting. It's literally saying both things at the same time and telling you it's not what they actually mean.
2: If we could, uh, you know, if there's an easily accessible material here, um. Yeah, just looking for, uh, I, I know they're out there, but you can get uh, either, you know, a film or something to put like a tenting on your window or, you know, something to that effect that has a uh, reflective property to it. Uh, and then it would just reflect the gun's sensors right
3: back at itself. So. Mm. All right. Um, all right. So that's enough of that. Moving right along here. Bruce, how you feeling about inflation?
2: You feeling good about it? I mean, inflation's never a good thing. Uh, it never
3: feels nice. So I'm feeling pretty confident that it's a real thing though. Really? You you actually think we have it. You you think we have inflation. You think we're seeing inflation as consumers and taxpayers. You think we're actually seeing that?
2: Yeah, that the uh the, the
3: cost at the grocery store does say that we are in fact in inflation. Yeah, it does. As a matter of fact, um I, mm-hmm. I did notice that um the price of cheese, you know, because we've been watching the you know, the cheese, butter, you know, dairy products, cheese, butter, milk, things mm-hmm. like that. Price of cheese has now gone up. Two hundred percent in the last ninety days. Two hundred percent increase. Yeah, but it's not inflation. You no, see they're they're, inflation. they're doing no, that because no. of climate change. Yeah, yeah. right, right. That's climate change. Right. Joe Biden yesterday yeah. on uh, he was talking about inflation. I've got a I've got a little bit of what he said here.
0: Big pharma blocked Medicare from negotiating lower drug practices prices. All right, I do not want to be a party crasher, but we interrupt this celebration for a hard, cold dose of reality. Stocks tanking because inflation is accelerating. The very inflation that the president says he's made great progress addressing, heralding his Inflation Reduction Act as the boon for the economy that we didn't see in a key number out earlier today. Welcome, everybody. I'm Neil Cavuto. And Fox on top of a sell-off, the likes of which we've not seen, In quite some time, in percentage terms, the roughly 4% hit in the Dow is the worst we've seen in two years. Ditto the S&P 500. And again, the Nasdaq all hit and hit hard because inflation remains stuck and no one. Can get it under control. An 8.3% annualized inflation rate in the latest month, the core rate, that is without food and energy, also soaring more than 6.3%. This is the fourth 1,000 point sell off for the Dow just this year. And again, the precipitate for this was a much worse than expected inflation report. Now, the president is heralding this Inflation Reduction Act that some people said is actually making the situation worse. Because across the board, prices are going up. He's touting the prospect of eventually drug prices going down. But even if he gets that, and it is a Herculean leap, it would be but a fraction of the overall costs that continue to soar. Keep this in mind, that with inflation running north of 8%, most food and related items are running at about double, to sometimes triple that. Whatever progress we've seen on gasoline and related prices has done little to affect prices almost everywhere else. And then another startling development here and the market reaction to this, the fear that the Federal Reserve is going to continue hiking interest rates. And now not only the three quarters of a percent hike that they see coming next week, but a growing betting among a third of investors now that that hike could be as much as one full percentage point. Look at it this way. In just the last few months, we've gone from zero percent interest rates, to by the end of the year, likely four percent or more. And it could get worse than that, on fears that the Federal Reserve is the only game in town to address spending and inflation and the ills it can cause, and to keep hiking rates maybe a lot longer and a lot higher than we ever thought possible. We're going to be getting the latest on how this is politically falling Okay, so the
3: Fed is the only game in town. That's not hyperbole because they are the only game in town. They're the ones that are printing the out-of-control money. They're the ones that are raising the interest rates. They're the ones that are causing the inflation. They're the ones that are giving you the blank checks that are being passed off onto the Congress. They're also the ones that are giving the blank checks handed over to the banks to cover their losses. Like, this this, this whole thing's a raid casino. And, and all of this, the beauty of this... Is that they are literally going completely insane. The term reckless spending doesn't even do it justice here. They're going insane, spending all of this money, and then they're dumping it onto us. All of this is being dumped onto you. All of it. You know, the genius thing about this is they're literally using our own system to bury us.
2: And at the same time, we're sending billions, Ukraine. Um, we supposedly. have. Supposedly. Yeah, well, supposedly. Yeah, We have uh, millions, literally millions, of illegals coming across the border, which costs us billions of dollars. There's so much excess just in those two things. You you could have put those billions towards, I don't know, maybe manufa- uh, building, manufacturing nuclear power plants here in the U.S. so we could reduce the energy costs for the average American. Maybe you know, maybe put that towards farmers so that you know we can reduce prices of food. I
3: mean, you, you mentioned putting that money towards building nuclear reactors. Uh, you, you know, we didn't do that because we're working on becoming energy independent, according to Joe Biden, as he said yesterday. But do you know what just happened? We just gave the Polish our support, not only in you know political means, but also in financial means, for them to build six large nuclear reactors in their country we should stop all foreign aid
2: i mean all of it until we can get things settled here on the home front there should not be going there should not be any money going out anywhere in the world until we get things settled on the home front that that's just the way that's the way you work in the in the household as a family that's, that's how you do it. You, you get things settled in
3: your house first, then you look at doing charity outreach. This is the uh, the handshaking uh, at the nuclear deal that we just made that we're going to hand over the building of six new reactors to the Polish, uh, but we're not going to get any.
2: This is, um, it, it feels like an intentional decline, intentional collapsing of our government, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's difficult to see it any other way. I mean, maybe the government is just incompetent. Maybe that's all it is. They're just incompetent. But again, we've gone over that before. If the government was just incompetent, they would have stumbled into doing something right. They have done everything wrong time and time again. And it's been nothing but damaging to the American people, to the American economy, to to our reputation in the world. Uh, (laughs) At this point, is there any branch of the government that you that you believe in? that you trust? Is there, is there any politician that you believe in and trust? I, I, I'm, I'm just, I, again, I'm done with government. Government's bad. and Okay. You know, it's my catchphrase, if you will. Uh, one of them, I would throw businesses in the, uh, like corporations, the big corporations in there as well. Big tech, you know, those kinds. Uh.
3: We've got a lot to get excited about. Bruce, we're, we're, we're kind of glossing over this whole energy thing. We're, we're glossing over that because this is what Biden said about it yesterday. I want to take the most aggressive
2: action ever, ever, ever to confront the climate crisis and increase our energy security
3: ever in the whole world. And that's not hyperbole. That's a fact. You see, that's not hyperbole. That's a fact. He's going to take all of the uh, whatever to yeah, to, to. yeah. He's going to deal with that climate crisis and we're going to have energy security. Uh, By the way, our strategic oil reserves that he's been uh, pawning off to the Chinese, the communist Chinese, we are literally approaching what they're calling now as crisis level in our strategic reserves.
2: Until he gets, well, not even really just he, uh, until we get to the point that um, we're back to the Trump economy and we're pushing forward from there and we're back to Producing the same amount of energy levels that we were under Trump, you know, providing for ourselves energy independence. Um, I call BS on everything he's saying. Uh, at the same time, is there anything? Is there anything else that the government can do uh, that uh, would I don't know get you to? How do I word this? What else, what else needs to be done? What else does the government have to do to show you that they're not trustworthy, that they're the problem? Uh, What more needs to be done? I mean, at at this, like, do you need everything destroyed? Do you need the entire economy collapsed? The currency collapsed? you to have no job, no house, no nothing. You're going to have nothing. Are are you just going to be happy about it? You're going to, you're going to continue to bend over and take it? Or are we going to stand up against this? And I'm not I'm not saying, you know, violence or any of those kind of things. I'm saying stand up against it in your local level. You can get bills passed in your local state or even local area that stifles this, that that basically tells the the federal government to go F themselves. You want nuclear power plants? You want to be energy independent? Do it at the local state level. Tell the government to go uh, to go take a hike and, and, and build a you know, have your state build them. You can do that. That's something we should be doing, is talking to our local reps and, and making sure we can make ourselves, our own state, self-sufficient. It, it, we need to start thinking of the states as like individual countries again. That, that used to be kind of the federalist idea. We're a bunch of countries living under the same banner.
3: That used to be it, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm inclined to agree with you. But I, again, I think it's, it's a lack of participatory government by the people. I guess that's that's kind of what uh, kind of what I'm trying to allude to here is you know I was discussing this on the phone today with uh, uh, with Ned I said this this whole idea that's, I mean even even if you look at the uh, the European systems okay just, just look at that so uh, over on the European side they have democracies you know I, I I'm not a fan of of democracies but at least it's something it's better than any kind of Uh, socialistic system that you could have. But the problem is, is that they have developed a lot of handouts in these uh, democratically run countries. And I I think that's ridiculous. But that's supposedly what the people voted for. The problem we run into is in these other countries, I mean, the United States, we do have the federalist system, and, and I agree with you on that. But we're going to run into the same problem everywhere. We have a problem in the United States with federal overreach. You have the same problem or, or what can be considered an equivalent in other Western nations as well. What you have here in the European countries, in Australia, in Canada, which Canada, I mean, what's going on over there is, uh, is quite something. But what you have in in these countries is something called coalition governments. That's a problem that has become a big problem. We've talked about our standpoint here before about uh, political parties and how it's time for them to go. We need parliaments of independent people that vote their conscience and stand on principles. The problem we have, uh, amongst many others, is the people that we send or that we supposedly send, I say supposedly because we have election integrity problems, the people that we supposedly send to go in and represent us, most of these people are devoid of moral compasses. They have no dignity. They have no honor. They have no compassion, nothing. They will sell themselves out to the highest bidder to enrich themselves, to protect themselves and sell you down the river. That's called a traitor to your nation. That's what that's called. It's not enough to just sell you out to the highest bidder. They're doing it consciously because they have no dignity, none. They don't care about themselves. Hell, these people would sell out their own families, most of them. Not saying everybody in politics is bad, but look at where we are. Justin Trudeau, that slimy lion scumbag, that son of Castro. You gonna tell me that's Pierre Trudeau's son? I don't think so. That that lion sack up there in Canada, you're telling me that, that scumbag is in there with 30% of the vote and they're running the whole country? How is that even No, no, I'm sorry. No. Here's what happens: a country has an election in in these democracies that they have in these these Western countries. A country has an election. One party can get 30% of the vote, and then with 30% of the vote, they'll go around and they'll pick up three, four, five different parties and say, okay, we'll take this issue, we'll take this issue, this issue, and we'll let you have those, but we're going to continue on. And nothing changes. Nothing changes. The agenda still goes through. So how is that any kind of participatory democracy? It isn't. Not with 30 percent of the vote. That's not even 100 percent of the populace voting. If you have 100 percent turnout, then maybe I could understand. Maybe. But you're never going to have 100 percent turnout in a a country when it comes to voting. Never. And so we're being taking into account the elections are actually legitimate. You're telling me that we've got 30 percent of 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 a parliamentary democracy gets elected, which was voted for by maybe less than 20% of the overall populace. And now all of a sudden that like all of that gets rammed through. I don't call that participatory democracy at all. You have no say in that. None. So we're running into the same problem just about everywhere. They're literally pissing down your back and they're telling you it's raining.
2: Well, if we just made voting mandatory, see, then everybody
3: would vote then. Why don't we just have mail in? Oh, we already do, don't we? This is my point right here. Listen to this. You just heard Cavuto, which I'm not a fan of, by the way, but what he was talking about with inflation, he's not wrong. You just heard Cavuto talking about inflation and and how bad it actually is. Those are the numbers. Those are the numbers that we're looking at. The same numbers. I'm looking at them across the board. Those are the kind of numbers we're looking at. We were expecting those numbers. But in the meantime, Biden's out there touting Oh, inflation reduction, inflation reduction. You've got this White House press secretary, uh, Jean-Pierre, whatever the hell her name is, Corrine, Karen, something, I don't know, comes out and says this.
1: Okay. On the inflation report that came out today, uh, the president is promising the Inflation Reduction Act will do just that and bring down costs, but this bill does not address... Food or housing prices, of which we are seeing going up. So, what is your message to Americans who are seeing these rising costs? And are you confident that you're doing enough to, to finally bring these down? So, look, the president has said for uh, some time now, when it comes to his uh, his number one economic priority is to deal with inflation, is to make sure that we are lowering costs for Americans people for, for the American people, for American families, Americans who have to come around the table, uh, you know, once a month in, in particular to figure out how are they going to pay those bills again this is why the event that we're having uh, in less than 45 minutes to, to uh, celebrate and talk talk about you hear from the president about the inflation reduction act is so critical that is why Democrats and this president uh took, took the you know did the hard work to get that done is to lower costs on health care to lower cost on prescription, well, drugs, uh, uh, and, uh, prescription drugs and also energy costs as well look you look cost. at the data <laughs> the inflation data uh, we're, we're seeing more progress bringing global inflation down in the U.S. economy, as I just stated moments ago. Overall, uh, prices have been essentially flat in our country these, these last two months. Uh, that is welcome news for American families.
3: Prices have been flat for the last two months for American families. I don't even have words. In the meantime, grocery store inflation, which, again, they don't count. But you know what? In real metrics, out here in the real world, not in that fantasy land they live in, out here in the real world, we count things like that. We count food and fuel and stuff because those people don't have to pay for it. They don't have to pay for that. They don't go out and they don't shop. When was the last time you think that woman up there at that podium, when was the last time you think she actually shopped for groceries for herself? Probably never in her adult life. When do you think Dr. Anthony Fauci, the sainted Dr. Fauci, when do you think the, the last time he shopped for groceries was? I don't care what he says. When do you think he actually did it? The guy makes hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Someone like that does not shop for groceries for themselves. They have assistants and administrators and, and all those people they employ in their own personal staff do it for them. They get bussed around by these government cars, ride around in bulletproof limousines and run the place. Grocery store inflation is at the highest it has been in the last 43 years. And you're saying prices have been flat for the last two months? Again, they're telling you it's raining. There's a
2: local joint here. That uh, you go to every once in a while and get a nice fresh salad. Got some fruit in there, some chicken. Yeah, I love this um, one. Some candied pecans, you know, some. It's yeah. oh, a great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, um, right, Shop what around the it, corner uh, has one of those. And I, I love going there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a poppy seed uh, vinaigrette that they, they you put on there. Sounds good. Yeah. Do you know how much that costs?
3: I'm going to guess. Because those things are, those things are usually, maybe it's different over there, but those things, they usually charge by the pound when you load it up into the thing, because you can kind of build your own and then you put it on a scale and they they charge you by pound. Here it is 145 per kilo, which is 2.2 pounds. So I'm going to guess it is 250 a pound in the U.S. That's my guess. 15 bucks. $15 for that.
2: For, it, it's about a... Late, just uh, iceberg lettuce, nothing fancy. A little bit of romaine in there. Fifteen dollars, small amount of chicken, maybe maybe six six ounces of chicken, maybe. Yeah, it's about fifteen bucks. Fifteen dollars. This for is a, this is this is cheap, by the way. This is cheap compared to what you can get at like a chain. It's even more expensive at a chain. Yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah. The prices are going down my ass. <laughs> they, they haven't been stable. They've been going up. It's far more expensive. I mean, it's like like ten bucks for a, a
3: thing of lunch meat. It's ridiculous. They're having a celebration yesterday at this event for Biden to to stand up there and praise all this, this whatever this is. And literally the stock market had 1.7 trillion wiped out yesterday.
2: Yeah. So again, what can we conclude? They're praising this as a success. This is, this is great. But you, the average person, you're seeing it hit your, your wallet, your bank account. Maybe what they're telling you and what's really going on is not the same. Maybe maybe that's why praising this change. Maybe
3: you'll own nothing and be happy about it. Just maybe. That's entirely possible, yeah. So what is all this gonna cause? It's gonna cause problems. But before we get to the problems it's going to cause, let's take a look at what's coming up. There's gonna be a railroad strike. You notice it's always the next thing. Oh, look, we've got all this. We're making progress on this and we're having this speech and we're going to tell you about how great things are going to be and how things are going well. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. There's a railroad strike. Do you know they can actually stop that? You know, there's a clause in the union contract that says to the rail lines, OK, you want to strike? Too damn bad. Go to work. But they're not going to do that, are they? No, they're going to use that as a problem that they can throw at you next. Oh, my God, we can't get fuel across the country. You know, the tankers that carry the, uh, the, the oil and the, the fuel. Oh, no, we can't do that. No. Oh, no, the grain, all oh, the coal that we need to run those electric cars. No, see, oh, the, the, the rail workers, they're all on strike. Yeah, see, the union, they can't close the deal. That's going to be the next thing that will be the next thing. They can simply override that. There's an old law in there, the old union contract, which has never been renegotiated. They can say, Congress can step in and say, I don't give a damn what your contract says. Go to work. But these houses of Congress, they're not going to do that. No, they're going to use this as another excuse to squeeze you. That's what they're going to do. And in the meantime, what's this going to cause? This is going to cause civil unrest, isn't it? Oh, they're going to hit you with the, uh, the, the, like, they're going to freeze you and starve you out on the continent of Europe. Believe me, I'm over here in the heart of it. They're going to freeze you and starve you out over here. It's going to cause civil unrest here, but it's going to cause civil unrest in the U.S. too. And on the U.S., it's going to be, I, I don't even want to think about the hell that the cities are going to be. The cities will burn. They will burn. There is no doubt about that. If you don't believe that, look at the George Floyd riots. That was nothing less than that. The media was amplifying that. The social media companies and big tech were amplifying that. They weren't trying to stop it. They were amplifying it. You remember Chris Cuomo? Show me where it says that protests have to be peaceful. While there's literally a car on fire behind him, there's a police cruiser on fire behind him in the shot. You've got MSNBC standing out there in Minneapolis saying, this is a protest, mostly peaceful. It's not what I would consider to be unruly. And there's a three story fire raging behind him in the same shot. The state of Illinois has passed something called the Safety Act. You couldn't make this up. You literally couldn't make this up. Has anybody seen The Purge, the movies, the TV series on Amazon? You know, the, like the one night a year where they all go crazy. They put on like these masks and they can go out and kill everybody. They're literally legalizing this behavior. And this is not hyperbole, this is not a joke. They are legalizing this behavior in the state of Illinois as if Chicago wasn't bad enough. You've got more shootings and killings in Chicago than you do in any country that we've gone to war in. You've got more killing going on in Chicago than you have in Ukraine. That's saying something. Non-detainable offenses. I'll say that again. Non-detainable offenses. Meaning you will be charged with a crime but you will not be detained. I want you to hear some of these non-detainable offenses that will be covered under the Safety Act. Safety for who? Drug offenses. Any kind of problem? It's not like we have an opioid epidemic in the U.S. Hey, let's just let it all be decriminalized. Let's just do that. It's not like we have a, a problem with methamphetamine all over the streets of America that we've had for decades. Threatening a public official, so we can just openly threaten public officials now as if that's okay. That's not okay. That's never been okay. No matter where you are, who you are. Intimidation, which by the way, that's, that can be considered an assault by any definition. Aggravated battery. Like these are all felony charges, by the way. These are things that would put you away for years. In a normal, sane world, you would be going to prison for these things. But no, we're just going to write you a summons. We're going to kick you loose. Oh, it gets better. Aggravated fleeing and eluding. You don't want to stand there and wait for the police officer. Fine. I'll just run away. How many times has that gone down on like the TV series Cops or something? How well has that gone? So now you can just take off. Aggravated DUI. That's driving under the influence. So if you're under the influence of alcohol or any kind of um, uh, mind-altering substance or Schedule 2 drug, that's just a summons now. You're not going to be detained for that. You're not going to go to jail for that. Robbery. Hell, why don't we just bring back John Dillinger, right? Why don't we just bring back the, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? George Nelson and all these guys and let him start knocking off banks in Chicago. That's where they went, by the way. Burglary. You ever see those headlines where someone breaks into uh, into somebody's house, you know, a burglar breaks into somebody's house and the homeowner fights back, either shoots or stabs the person that broke into their home, and then the homeowner gets arrested and charged. That's essentially what this is. Yeah or they
2: they break in and trip over the the coffee table that's in there and injure themselves and the oh, homeowner
3: yeah. gets sued. The homeowner gets sued. And and the criminal wins. That's disgusting. Kidnapping. Kidnapping is now a non-detainable offense. You can legally kidnap somebody now in Chicago, in the state of well, hell, in the state of Illinois. I can't I like I don't even I don't even have words for this. Kidnapping. arson. Well, Antifa's going to love that one. BLM's going to love that one. Arson, yeah, they're gonna burn that place to the ground. Drug-induced homicide. Bruce, you've got an opinion on that. We'll get to that one here in a second. Drug-induced homicide. What that one is. If you're under the influence and you kill somebody, well, that's okay. Or if you shoot somebody up with a drug, like a hot dose, for example, and you kill that person, well, that's okay. You're not gonna to go to jail for that. No, oh, you'll be charged for it, but uh, we, we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna waste our time booking you for that one. You're not gonna do any jail time for that. Again, this is a safety act, okay? You so you'll be charged. my opinion on that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll sh- I'll get that in a second. Well, do you want to uh, yeah. just mention it now because this last one, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, So uh, another one, another
2: theory that I have on this one is a uh, uh, drug-induced homicide. Maybe this drug, this therapeutic that we've been pushing around to everyone that we've been mandating people take, also known as a COVID-19 vaccine, if Republicans do, in fact, get, uh, gain control and we do have a witch hunt and hunt down everyone that was pushing this vaccine, well, in the state of Illinois, you're fine. It, it, you won't be
3: charged because drug-induced homicide. Okay, so this last one, second-degree murder. Let, let me repeat that if you didn't hear it. I did not stutter. Second-degree murder will now be a summons. That's where you kill somebody and you didn't mean to, you didn't plan it which could also be classified as criminally negligent homicide, one of the two, or you could go second degree murder. I'm just painting an example here. You show up to your buddy's place or or whatever, and you get into an argument over something and it just gets out of hand. And yeah, somebody gets killed. Uh, That's second degree murder. Well, in in the state of Illinois,
2: second degree murder is intending to kill or do great bodily harm to the individual or knew that the act would do so. Or knows that the act creates a strong probability of causing death or great bodily harm to the individual.
3: Yeah, but that's, that, but th- like, that sounds like first degree murder to me because you're actually, it, it's, you're planning it. Well,
2: sort of. So planning it would be like, um, you have a plan, you have a list, you, you, you took oh, like yeah. a week ahead yeah, yeah. of time. Whereas this yeah, one yeah. is you, you just in the moment decided I'm going to beat the crap out of them knowing that and you, you could keep kill going. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you well, anyway, going.
3: well, that's okay, Bruce, because you will be according to this under the safety act, which goes into effect on January 1st, 2023, this passed, by the way, this is not something that's being proposed this passed. this will go into effect January 1st of this coming year, meaning that criminals will be allowed to be charged and they'll be released without bail. If you're in that state if you are in that state, you can't get out of there fast enough. You should be gone yesterday. How this
2: is even happening in that state to begin with, I, I, I don't know how the voter. I'll tell
3: you why. Because do you know what safety stands for? Let me spell it out for you. Not safety as in like safety of you and safety of everyone around you, safety of the community. No, no, no. Safe T. The, the word safe and then hyphen T, the letter T. It stands for the Safety Accountability Fairness and Equity Today Act. That's how it's able to be passed. Basically, what uh, the
2: left's arguing here is that this is getting rid of uh, cash bonds.
3: Uh-huh. Uh huh. They, they tried that and, in in California, in San Francisco, with uh, that communist DA that was funded by George Soros. You know, the son of two cop killers out there, uh, Bowden, Bowden, Bodine, Bodine, whatever his name was, Joseph Bodine. He said that he, well, the plan out there was to end cash bail and the crime went through the roof. I mean, it's not as if San Francisco wasn't bad enough, but their crime rate like tripled and almost quadrupled in a month. It was insane. And now people are fleeing San Francisco. You got more people fleeing the city of San Francisco than are actually moving into it by order of magnitude. That's just I like I don't I don't know what they're going to do. I was uh, seeing an article on it today. I don't know what they're going to do as a city. Like, wh- what do you do when you've got that many people that are leaving? Uh, well,
2: I, I think the what they're trying to accomplish is the complete destruction and eradication of our civil society. They they want to cause as much chaos as they can, then enact their own policies and government. Um, I, I, I think this is. If you have this this kind of uh, anarchy, the average person is going to be like, where's the government in all of this? And they're then going to ask the government to step in and the government will step in and they'll be heavy, heavy handed with it. And they'll go in and say, look, because there's such a problem, we're going to have to do this social credit or we're going to have to do this digital ID that's, you know, chips or or uh, some kind of QR code or something like that. They'll, They'll bring in something like that. And then uh, just be heavy handed with it. Yeah, it's um, this is this is all a
3: game to them. Do you want to talk about self-driving cars? We're going to kick out of here a couple of minutes early today. But uh, do you want to talk about self-driving cars for a few minutes? Can do. Yeah. The whole idea, the whole premise of this uh, social credit and this transition to electric vehicles, which isn't even going to work because you don't have an energy grid to charge them on. I mean, that's the big lie about all of it. Uh, And the fact that we're going to be dealing with hundreds of millions of tons of waste from the electric cars that are already on the market, let alone mass producing these pieces of, uh, of junk. But the next step is to develop... A completely autonomous car, isn't it? To develop a self-driving car. The whole point of which, I mean, th- these cars pretty much already almost drive themselves anyway. I've got the, um, well, I, I don't have it anymore, but I had on my last car, I had uh, one of those self-assistant driving things or whatever. And it literally, it's, it's like the Tesla thing, but it keeps you in the lane. It doesn't allow you to move. And if you start to drift or anything, then it kicks you back over and, and keeps you centered in the lane. So it's monitoring the, uh, the center line and the, the line on the shoulder, and it's keeping you in that lane. And it's keeping you at a distance of another car. It's, it's keeping that distance. So if you have the cruise control set, it'll automatically slow down. And if it sees that the next lane is free, it will use the cameras and the sensors on the car to implement the pass and merge you back over. So it essentially drives itself already. You really don't have to do much. But these companies, these companies that are that have been uh, contracted by these governments to develop these self-driving cars, as in like the the truly self-driving cars, as in like you don't have to do anything, you just get into it and it takes you somewhere. These companies, and, and these are not just some of the side companies, these are like the industry leaders that are going to be developing these things. They're already saying, this is impossible. We can't do this. So they've put hundreds of billions of dollars into these things already. But they're saying now, these these autonomous vehicle companies. They're saying that they've raised tens of billions of dollars based on promises to develop truly self-driving cars. But the industry executives and experts already say that remote human supervisors may be needed permanently to help the autonomous systems in case there's a problem. They say that the central premise of autonomous vehicles, that computers and artificial intelligence will dramatically reduce accidents by cause, or caused by human error. Right. Sure. Uh-huh. I can only imagine how well this is going to go. That- premise alone has driven a lot of this research and, and investment anyway is oh humans are bad you can't be trusted to drive a vehicle you'll cause an accident uh, you're going to have to do this and, and we need to give you these self-driving cars because this is a safer way this is going to keep everybody else safe you know because we all have to live in a safe little bubble now right? Just like COVID, we have to live in a safe little bubble. We have to keep everybody safe from each other. But here's the catch. Making these robot cars that drive more safely than people, that's a little difficult. Self-driving software systems, well, see, they they lack the human's ability to predict and assess risks, so they, they don't have that ability. When you encounter like unexpected incidents or, I don't know, little cases here and there where a driver or a human would have a natural instinct or a reaction to that thing, a computer cannot do that. Artificial intelligence or not, it cannot do that. The car, you know, I, I hate these anti-lock brake systems. I don't like them. All cars have them now. at standard. I don't like anti-lock brake systems. Do you know how many times anti-lock brakes have almost caused me to have an accident? These self-braking cars, the, the ones that have those, those sensors on them where it's about to hit something. Do you know how many times I've almost smashed into something because of that? It stops you. It makes the assumption because, they, because the vehicle believes that you're too stupid to do it. And it almost causes injury to yourself. I got thrown against a steering wheel once because the car decided it was going to break itself. Before it ran into something, this is my problem. Is these things? I, I mean, th- they've already got all these sensors and electronics on them anyway. I've got all the backup cameras and the beeps and the everything. It's like it's like you're trying to land the Starship Enterprise or something when you're trying to put one of these things in the garage. I don't need all of that. I'm an intelligent person, and the the worst part is you can't turn this stuff off. I've gone through all of the, the settings and, the, and everything else. There's no way to turn that stuff off. If there is a way, it eludes me. I've gone through every single one of those things. And I'm a, I'm a tech savvy kind of person. I, I'm easily able to navigate all that stuff and turn off what I don't need and turn on what I do like. But this stuff, this is just ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. But I understand what they're doing at the same time. I understand what they're doing. They're tailoring to the types of people that we're trying to wake up on a daily basis. The ones that are asleep at the switch, those are the ones that they're tailoring that product to. Everybody wants those things. The people that I talk to, oh my God, they love all that stuff. They think it's great. Why? Because it requires less effort on their part. They don't want to be bothered by actually having to check your mirrors and, and be able to back in or put your arm on the, uh, the headrest of the passenger seat and kick half your body around and look behind you. They don't want to do that. They want to sit there and look at a little monitor and not move and keep both hands on the steering wheel and back into the thing while the car beeps at them and yells at them if they do something wrong. That's what they want to do. Or they want to have one of those things that puts it in a parking spot by themselves. Nobody can parallel park anymore either. When I went through driver's ed, that was required. And it wasn't that long ago. People can't drive a stick shift anymore. I prefer driving stick shifts because it's, it's fun. it it requires some effort. I like changing gears. I I just like doing that. But now everything's turning into automatics. You know, you can't even in most of these cars, at least the, you know, the, at least a lot of the German cars, you know, Audi, Mercedes, BMW, this stuff. You can't even, you can't even use the, like, it's not even a a stick shift to put the car in gear anymore. Now it's a little knob you just turn. (laughs) Like how lazy have we become? It's insane. All of this is insane. Do you know what the future is? If this is the case, if we stay on this road, do you know what the future is? The future is a fat, lazy slob that has no interest in putting in any kind of effort to doing something for themselves on little things. Forget the larger things on little things. How do we break out of this? I mean, I, I half think that the system is going to collapse under the weight of its own failure anyway. This whole idea of this this whatever this is, this nonsense they want to build with this uh, this tri-state city garbage, that's not going to work. How are you going to do that with a woke populace that's on self-destruct? Those people are getting more insane by the day. They're now eating each other. That's self-destructive in and of itself, like Desmet was talking about. You know, I, I kind of
2: have a different perspective on the... We're going to have to have a human regulate or, you know, watching, monitoring to make sure that the AI, you know, drives the vehicle properly. Uh, I, I actually am pretty confident we can make an AI drive a vehicle and respond to external stimuli properly. I'm pretty confident we can do that. In fact, I've seen examples of exactly that. And if we were to use it as an example... Some of the robots that we've seen, bipedal robots that we've seen uh, here, what, five years ago, six years ago, they they were pretty rudimentary on on what they were capable of. Now, you can kick them, you can push them, you can, uh, you know, all kinds of different external stimuli. They're doing back flips and front flips and all kinds of stuff now. Stuff that average people aren't capable of doing. With that in mind, I'm pretty confident that self-driving cars will be far safer and more efficient than a human driver there's a caveat though we just got done talking about there's a complete system takeover of of the economy of government of everything they need that person in there uh monitoring the the car because they need someone to have a kill switch to say you posted something that doesn't align with the narrative switch you can't drive anymore. That's why I think they need someone there, not because AI is incapable of doing it. We can program an AI to do that. We can train an AI to do those things, but it, it, it's to a greater thing. And, and even more so, they're going to use the, <laughs> you can't drive because it's too dangerous. You know, if it saves one life, right? So that, that's why we have to have self-driving cars. And, and it, because of the environment, though, you're not going to be allowed to drive very often. It's only on long commutes. You're going to have to move to a major city like the, the tri-city, tri-state, tri-state city, city, whatever. Yeah. yeah, You're going to have to move to a location like that and walk everywhere or take uh, public transit. So having the With a good social credit score. With a good social with, with a, score. Yeah, true, true. And you need to wear with your a mask. Good, and you need to wear a mask, yeah. In the future, that's what it's going to be. You're not going to have to worry about obese people because you're not going to, you're not going to be allowed to have food and walk unless you follow the narrative. And and if you follow the narrative, you'll probably end up dead anyway because you've took 20 jabs. So that's, by the way, kind of on that note, did you know that's what they're planning to use uh, for this cancer, fighting cancer thing that Biden's yeah. doing?
3: Yeah, I did yeah. see that. Uh, I, I did see where he had mentioned that. And I thought, hang on a minute, that doesn't play because these things are literally causing outbreaks that we're seeing and we're it, seeing the rise in, in cancers, various cancers.
2: It's causing cancer, but it it's also killing people. So it's interesting that now they're pushing towards all vaccinations are going that direction. We're going to have cancer treatments that are going that direction. What other treatments are we going to have that are going to go towards the mRNA stuff? And And what is that going to do to the average person's
3: health? Well, they're now saying that, and I read this yesterday. They're now saying that poultry and, and beef—I'm sorry, poultry and beef—these particular animals are now going to be injected with uh, mRNA stuff. It's healthier for you to eat uh, the eat bugs, you see. So if you eat the insects, then you know there's no way that those can be manipulated or anything. And, and you know you'll get used to it. Yeah, you'll you'll get used to it. You'll get used to the taste and everything else. You'll get used to that. Oh, by the way, they opened up a um, a plant based Burger King here as in like one location, full plant-based menu and everything, it has bombed in opening.
2: You know, I, I feel like they don't care, though. They, they they don't care. They're going to intentionally keep pushing this stuff out there, even though it's tanking their currency or, or their profit margins. I mean, look at Disney as an example. Their, their 2014, 2015 now levels of profit, they've lost like six, seven
3: years of profit. They don't They're care. They're still... They're still going headlong into it. Do you know why they're going headlong? Because they're stakeholders. They don't need shareholders in the new system. We're going to go ahead and jump out of here. Uh, We will have Marty with us tomorrow, and Ned will be with us on Monday. You'll hear him on Saturday if you're a Telegram subscriber. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to, we do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. If you know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own, we'd appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce, thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.